welcome to On the Drive Home. My name is Jeremiah. And I'm Katie. The 17 to my 19. I, I couldn't think of anything fast enough, so. <laughs> I feel like the last, I don't know, four episodes, I've, I've had been... to figure those things out. I know, it hurts, doesn't you, it? You like leave me hanging, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Well, I know, I need to get back on track with that, but like I say, I got caught in the spotlight here, yeah. you know, I'm like a deer caught in headlights, like, oh, what do I do? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. but anyways, uh, as Jeremiah just said, we saw 1917. Which was 103 years ago. Yeah. Because I'm good at math. <laughs> you are good at the math. I am you? good at the math. <laughs> uh, let's see, starring... Dean Charles Chapman, George McKay, a bunch of other people, uh, written by Sam Mendez, written and directed also by Sam Mendez, and a Christy, oh God, so dark, I can't really see too well, Christy Wilson uh, uh, Cairns. Hmm. And the whole entire time watching this movie, all I could think of is war, huh, good God, y'all. <laughs> what is it good for? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Kate. And this movie p- proves it, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, tip- I would say typical war movie, but war movie. Um, the main story is that obstacles. There's uh, yeah. There there's a trap that the Germans are setting for uh, the British troops, and these two boys have to uh, try to get to the the other camp to tell them that it's a trap and to hold off on their attack. And it's so funny that you say two boys. That's how old we are. Yeah, we're probably well, in their 20s and we're like, look at those two little boys. That's the thing that's kind of sad about war is that it's like a bunch of old men <laughs> yeah, being like, hey, all you teenagers, go fight in our best interests. And it's like, yeah, there's definitely sometimes where it's called for. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really sad. Uh, not to get off on too much of a tangent, but uh, ever since... Um, there was the uh, the bombing of the Iranian guy, uh, the Iranian general recently. Um, yeah. The internet has been flooded with memes about World War Three, and uh, uh, there was one where it shows like these two lobsters that are like fighting each other, but then there's like a group of kids that are not kids, but like twenty somethings, like they're all like pretending to bet on these lobsters like fighting, and they have like you know like oil companies, uh, uh, boomers. Um, just all of these different like old people like uh in their interest and they're like looking and the two lobsters are iranian teenagers american teenagers and it's like yeah that's that's kind of what it feels like like a like a yeah yeah it doesn't like war is kind of like it's fought with children and it's really sad like, well yeah you have older people kind of telling younger people what to do yeah yeah you know and, and i'm not trying to make any blanket political statements but i mean wars are usually fought by you know the younger the younger people yeah, but anyway so you're following but, these two characters and, and then i mean they're you know young men and yeah i mean it's really i mean obviously they shot they tried to make it sh- uh the film look like it was all one shot and you could kind of like me being kind of the film nerd i am i'm like you know really trying to find all the spots where they did do uh cuts and everything right but it was it was like that was my own little mental game while watching it but it was really good. It was really impressive to see how much they did. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it definitely had weight to it. Like, it, um... Well... You, you felt like yeah. you were along the journey uh-huh. with, with, 
with these guys. And as you can tell with our attitudes in this podcast, it's not very uplifting. Yeah, I, I made the remark <laughs> that know? we should go home and watch Chernobyl now. Oh, that sounds to, great. And then follow yes, it up with right. like the deer hunter, maybe a little deliverance. Oh, goodness. Yeah. You know, it, it's so funny. I, sometimes I notice like, I like to tell the difference between our voices and attitudes after seeing certain movies. And this one I can tell, I think we're very somber. Yeah. Very like, wow, I hate I feel so, guilty being alive. <laughs> so, Katie, what did you think of 1917? Well, you know, uh, I think I was talking to you about this earlier. Uh, I guess I was kind of wondering, is it typical we call it, I guess you call it war porn, yeah. you know, like uh, the whole war story, this and that. Um, and I guess it was a different kind of war porn, yeah. <laughs> I guess you could sort of say. Uh, it still touched you very much. It was very, it was actually, I think, a lot of symbolism with some things, you know certain scenes we were kind of talking about like the mo- there's a mom and a baby scene you know and um and you're talking about like the sets or the areas that they were filming yeah so and my there whole are certain thing is, things with that yeah go ahead sorry no no, no go ahead no. um I, I i wasn't able to, so my whole thing with war movies is that they're usually just i don't i don't it feels like they're low-hanging fruit because it's very easy because when you when you take you know a bunch of young men and you put them in these situations where they're going to die they're watching their friends die they're the, the overarching just the blanket of shit that war is to me it's really easy to to make a very emotional story about it mm-hmm. so it's, it's similar to, like, making a movie about a dog where the dog dies at the end. It's going to be an easy res- emotional response to right. evoke. So, from my perspective, I'm always wondering, like, what's the what's the angle that they're going for? What's the, the reason, what's the real story that they're trying to tell? If they're just like, hey, here's a bunch of horrific stuff that happens during a war, okay, that's fine. But to me, I kind of want more. Like, things like Apocalypse Now, where the entire reason for the movie is not, hey, let's go ahead and talk about the Vietnam War. It's about this inner uh, dipping into madness. Mm -hmm. And it happens that war is the set piece for it, which is really, really good. This one, I feel like there might be something like that there, but I wasn't able to pick up on it. To me, all I really picked up on... Like, there's little bits, like the scene where he's hanging out with this woman uh, at this, this, this destructed city... And she has this baby, and there's a scene there, and it's really tender, and it's nice. I, I can't see what the symbolism was for that. There was another scene where they're walking through this village, and the Germans had just abandoned it, but they cut down all of these, like, trees. They look like cherry blossom trees. They cut them all down before they left and killed all their cows. So it's like, I'm sure that the reason for the trees, and there was even a little uh, dialogue about the trees and how they will grow back bigger and stronger and stuff, and I'm, I'm not so sure if... If there was symbolism there, I feel like there had to be something, but it was so not on the nose, I right. completely missed it. So I'm sure uh, more film buff people or film students will be able to pick up on those things. I wasn't right. able to, so I'm kind of curious if there is more to it that I that was just over my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. I kind of hope that there is, and I hope that we can watch somebody, you know, do a do an essay on the on, on the film, and, and I can get it after that, but. Yeah, to me, it, it felt very much just like, here's a, here's an interesting story, and it was very intriguing, and I wanted to see what happened, and I really enjoyed my time watching it, but I don't feel like there was much more there than just like, here's some horrific stuff. Right. And, yeah. 
And um, I think you're kind of right a little bit about the symbolism thing with uh, the the cherry. Was, ch- was it cherry trees? It was a cherry tree. Was it cherry right? trees? Okay, yeah. yeah. And um, and the mother with the or the young girl with the child. Yeah. Um, and like like I like you said uh, about how things will always grow back bigger and stronger, no matter what. That's kind of the symbolism I got. Like despite all this chaos, all this nastiness, life will still go on. There's still new hope, new beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what I took away from okay. that. And of course, I could be totally wrong. It, it would be interesting, interesting to talk to like someone that knows film a lot better than like we do. We should take and a film class sometime. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't that would it? Be. I think it would be. Um, but that's was my take from it. Um, of course, it's art. You know, I guess whatever your take from it is correct to you. As Lennon would say, you know. it means whatever you want it to mean. Yeah, you know, it's yes, yeah, it's art. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I like what you said about the low-hanging fruit. It is so easy to touch emotions with a war movie. You know, like, war, that's why you call it war porn, exactly. you know? It's just yeah. so easy to get what you want with it because of the fact the situations these people are in, uh, the situation the world is in, the turmoil. Um, it's, it's almost like it's easier to make people sad than happy, yeah. <laughs> you know? And war is such a great... Uh, outlet for that, yeah. you know. Um, and so. I mean, just take a look at like Oscar contender movies from the last thirty years. Mm-hmm. Like, it's usually like they have this beautiful story, but then they also add in World War II as the setting. And right. it's like, well, why would you do that? Does yeah. it actually add to the story, or is it just that you need to have some overarching sort of blanket of of sorrow to mm-hmm. to, to accompany it? You yeah. Know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, and I think this movie does use that a lot. Yeah. You know, about, about like, putting certain, uh, your uh, protagonists in certain situations. Like, oh, my God, is he going to get out? Oh, my God, is he going to make it? Oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? And following him through this journey and how the human spirit is strong and they'll prevail and they'll keep going until yeah. they get the job done. And you have all of that. And it's all good stuff. And it they is, did it yeah. very well. At the same time, I like what you were saying because it was with this kind of story, it is so easy to do that, mm-hmm. you know. But but they still did a great job. They pulled it off. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. I did too. Um, it was really good, and yeah, I uh, it, it's pro- it's, it's going to be recognized at the Academy Awards. I don't know if they because I know it was it did go to the that, Golden. Katie. Sorry. About that. Yeah. This is frustrating because they only. Uh, release this movie in like two or three theaters before the end of the year so that they could get on the Oscar nominees for this year. They withheld the full release until after New Year's. It really just grinds my gears. Well, they knew... I'm calling them out on it. Well, they knew it'd be an Oscar-type movie, you know, I or at least they suspected it, you know, and... Well, or they, they paid somebody off or they, whatever they, at the Academy they, so they, they can get in there. They know going into it that it's going to be an awesome yeah, kind of movie. exactly. It just bums me out when you see, like, they released the review embargo, like, uh, it was before Christmas even, and everybody's like, this yeah. movie's amazing, this movie's amazing, it comes out on Christmas, and you look, and it's like, oh, yeah, and, like, New York and L.A., there's, like, yeah. four theaters that have, but it... Yeah. Old man rant, I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> Your soapbox, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, we're all really curious as what old man hey, Jeremiah is Anybody that's listening to this podcast has is, is got to be somewhat interested in what we have to say. <laughs> it's interested in old man rants, that's right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> 
So what would you rate this movie? I'm going to give it a four because it was still a really awesome movie. Yeah. Um, despite me being hypercritical, but it was still a really, really good movie. Yeah, I'm giving it a four as well. Um, at the same time, um, I'm very skeptical about war movies going in because, like, like you were saying, it's just it's such easy material to really tug at your heartstrings and to really make you sad and and it's kind of like yeah. I feel like there's there's this war of escalation when it comes to war movies mm-hmm. similar to like well you make Fast and Furious well the next movie you've got to have even bigger crazier car chases and yeah. then you make the third one well now it has to have even bigger ones they got to top the previous ones yeah. and then another franchise comes by and they have to top those previous movies I feel like war movies do that as well where it's like oh wow we had that Saving Private Ryan scene where we see what happens on D-Day and he did that really cool effect with the the um, you know like the, the high shutter speed and everything so that you could see all sorts of action taking place at a really high refresh rate and all of these things oh well now we got to do that now we got to have like this scene where somebody gets their leg blown off and they're like holding it and walking around and it's like yeah. yes all of this is horrific but it feels like it's it's not in service to the movie. It's almost mm-hmm. like uh, how can you I, outdo or I whatever? Feel, I feel bad about saying this, but it almost feels like it's a pissing contest between filmmakers. Like who can make the more gruesome? Hackshaw Whit Ridge. It seemed like it upped the mm-hmm. ante again with like gruesomeness, and it's like I I get it from one perspective of trying to like embed the 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 culture of like this is what war is. This is why we should avoid it. I understand that, but. It just seems like it's, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really hard for me to describe, but it just, it's, it, it almost, it almost comes across crass to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really good war movie that no one sees. Mm. Uh, it's uh, the anime film. Uh, it's Grave or Graveyard, but Grave of Fireflies. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, remember we we started sort of yeah, watched we it a little watching bit. Yeah, watching that a little bit there. Um, and I know it. It's kind it was of a slow a burn. Movie, it was a Studio uh, Ghibli. It wasn't um, Miyazaki. Yeah, it, it was one of Miyazaki's, right? No, it wasn't actually Miyazaki, oh, but it was a okay. Studio Ghibli. Okay. But it wasn't Miyazaki. But the interesting thing was, it showed a whole different side of war that really was interesting that you never really see in movies. It was the Japanese side of World War Two, right? I believe so. Yes, okay. and it was a young boy and his sister, and how he tried to keep his sister alive after war with no medical care they didn't have any food this and that mm-hmm. and it was like their struggle on how to live and it's like because of war this is what happens to average people yeah and it was it's so touching and it, it just gives you a whole new look at oh my god why do these things happen yeah. you know because um, I know we see the whole soldier's perspective and of course yeah. that's very valid you know it's it's very a very important. hard job oh my god I, I admire anyone that does it, you know. Um, but it is interesting to look at that other side. There was well. actually a game that came out five or ten years ago called uh, This War of Mine. Mm-hmm. And it's you, you play as just an average person that lives in this war torn city. Like you are a citizen there. And then, of course, the war happened. And now it's like you have to like scavenge for food like you find a new character and like they have their baby and they need antibiotics for it and like mm-hmm. now you have to do that and it's like there's there's not like it's not like a go around shooty kind of game but it's 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 very similar to, to what you're talking about yeah and I, I kind of like I, I kind of like those perspectives a little bit because like you said with the whole like filmmakers and how gruesome can we make 
the fighting scenes with mm -hmm. soldiers and stuff like that. Uh, I feel like it's kind of been done. Yeah. You know, and it would be interesting to see a little more of the other side, like that mother and her child, uh, the girl yeah. with the baby. Mm-hmm. How do they, see how does she, struggle is, how is movie. she making it? Yeah. Living under a broken down building with guards everywhere firing at each other or yeah. soldiers, you know? How is she able to feed that child? Uh, is it stuff like that I find yeah. really interesting? Or at least just you showing know? her story of like where she came from, how yeah. she got to this place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then what her arc is. But then again, it's also, like you said, low bearing fruit. It's very easy to tug at the heartstrings yeah. with a story like that as well. Yeah. You know? and, and I mean, very, very similar. It's like they, they throw this woman in there and then they also throw a baby in there. And mm -hmm. it's like, Maybe there's some symbolism that I missed, or maybe it was just like, oh, you know, it would be really heart-wrenching. Let's add a baby to this. You know, like, just yeah. because it's going to tug at people's strings. Well, tugged at mine. I almost wanted to cry. Oh, of course. It's, <laughs> it's very sad. And yeah. I'm not saying it's not sad, but yeah. I don't know. There, There's a part of me where it's like, um, like, like, there are some musicians, like, okay, people can enjoy pop music. That's fine. But if Beethoven was still around and he started writing Katy Perry songs, it would be like a waste. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, like this, these filmmakers that made 1917 and other war movies, they are amazing. But sometimes I feel like they still rely on cheap tricks, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. But still, go see it. Yeah, it was a good movie. It was still a good movie. Despite <laughs> this but, podcast is yeah. just being like, these people. But at the I same time, you. I think... You, if, if you see the movie and then you listen to this, you might actually agree with how we're feeling because this movie doesn't make you feel good. No, <laughs> no. Good. You feel kind of sad. So, I guess this is our way of coping with our feelings after Here's what we, I think we a need deep to do. movie. Yeah. And I think, so right now, the podcast length is at 17 minutes and 47 seconds. We should, we should just vamp until it gets to 19 minutes and 17 seconds. <gasps> Are you serious? Oh. Mind was just blown. Let's, let's not actually do that. No, it's okay. I, I, yeah. I, I don't even know what to talk about anymore. Because <laughs> after the podcast, Jeremiah, I don't want you to say anything. We don't say anything other. anymore. We're just, just like, how, how's the weather? Yeah, how about them Broncos? It's, it's been like, right? it's been like a little. Like yeah. it looked like it was going to rain, but uh, it didn't. Hey, don't we have a kid? We gotta take care of. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that little guy running around. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell next time.